Welcome to Run Like a Girl, Leading Your Life and Work with a Feminine Edge. I'm Nina Grace Drakes for Holistic Fashionista Radio. In my work, I help heart-centered professional women trade in their unfulfilling job for work that both lights them up and makes a difference in the world. Today on the show, our very special guest is Kate Northrup. I woke up excited this morning because I knew we were going to get to talk to Kate today. And in this episode, we're going to have a juicy conversation on how to have a love affair with money. And we're taking on this topic because I find for many of us women, we love our lives. We love our work, our community. We've even come to love our bodies. But when it comes to our relationship with money, it can be a source of angst and childhood trauma and something that we wish we could just ignore. Yet, I'm sure you would agree, in order to live a whole thriving life, it's necessary to not only heal this relationship, but bring the love and light back into it. And that is what our guest is going to help us do today. Through her dynamic speaking, life-changing programs, and her fun, enlightening episodes on Glimpse TV, Kate Northrup teaches women and men around the world new, more loving money habits and a fresh perspective on self-love and value. She's a visionary among visionaries. Gabrielle Bernstein has said, has called Kate a miracle worker. Her messages guide us to change our minds about fear and embrace freedom as our birthright. And Marie Forleo says, Kate strikes the perfect balance of practical and aspirational, all while laying down the honest truth about what it will take for you to truly be free. Kate's first book, Money, A Love Story, Untangling Your Financial Woes, Creating the Life You Really Want, and Living Your Purpose, comes out with Hay House in September this year. So hello, Kate, and welcome to Run Like a Girl. Hi. Hi. Thanks so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So I would love to just jump right into the conversation. And the first question I have for you today is, why is a woman attaining financial freedom so important to you personally? Mm, I'm so glad you asked that question. Um, So for me personally, I have always dreamed since I was a little girl of being able to be a stay-at-home mom. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) you know, that's kind of ironic because, I was raised by a woman who has had a full thriving career and um, as a medical doctor and an author and a speaker. And um, I think sometimes we, in terms of legacy, desire the things that we didn't see our parents had. And, you know, unconsciously or sometimes consciously, we live out the unlived dreams of our parents as well. And... It's not that my mom wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, obviously. (laughs) There is that that desire in me to really have a full home life that is the top priority. And I've always known, for me, that the best way to do that is to create financial freedom because I never wanted to be in a place where I felt beholden to a man for money. I see so many women stay in dead-end relationships or even abusive relationships because they feel like they can't leave because of the money or jobs that, you know, they absolutely hate that are sucking their souls that they stay because of the money. And um, so often we live smaller lives than are possible for us or we shrink down because we think that we can't make it on our own financially. And so for me, financial freedom is actually about being a really present parent someday, um, Mm -hmm. you know, within the next couple of years. But for everybody, it's about 
living your true purpose and and having the freedom to tap into what that is. Because if we're financially stressed out all the time, it takes up a lot of bandwidth that is taken away from potential creative solutions to our life or to problems on the planet where we could serve. And so that's just a really, it's a really critical issue for the betterment of the planet, but also for our own personal fulfillment. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sitting here just shaking my head, nodding, agreeing with you um, vigorously. And um, and it's interesting in hearing you speak because it is a conversation that is not had as much as it as it should be, so to speak, because it does have such an influence on how we show up in the world. So I, that's one of the reasons why I love the work that you're doing. Yeah. So can you tell us about the journey to the work that you're doing today? Did you always know that um, healing relationship with money and actually creating a thriving relationship with it um, would be what so much of what you're committed to doing today? No. (laughs) Um, I actually thought I was going to be a museum curator. (laughs) Wow. You know, we never know where life is going. No, I actually got a degree in art history. But um, I came upon this through my own personal journey. And um, number one, through watching my parents divorce and seeing how much financial upheaval came with that and how much um, drama and emotional pain came through that on both of my parents' end. And, And neither of them were doing anything wrong. It was just that they'd made some unconscious decisions that led to pain. Um, and it was really hard to watch them both in that pain and, and to see how it affected me and my sister at the time. And I made a vow at, you know, when I was 16 to basically never be in the position, in that position myself and to really be conscious financially. So I started reading, um, books by Robert Kiyosaki, their Rich Dad Poor Dad book, and Susie Orman, The Nine Steps to Financial Freedom, really early on, like when I was a teenager. And uh, and then I started a business when I was 18 in the direct selling industry uh, with a company called USANA, and that's still one of my businesses that I do today. Um, but how it all came about, kind of learning about the more emotional aspects beyond kind of the practical of, okay, here's how you create financial freedom, and these are the accounts you should have, and that kind of thing. Um, it was that when I was in my early 20s, after I graduated from college, I moved to New York City. And I got myself into $20,000 worth of credit card debt, like, within a year. I mean, it was just astounding. (laughs) I still can't really imagine how that happened. Um, I just was – I went into total financial avoidance. So I was making good money, but I was spending way more because I just wasn't paying attention. And I had to do some deep diving emotionally around what my beliefs were and what my stories were that I was telling myself about money And it was through that journey of getting myself out of debt and learning, you know, kind of rewiring myself around money that I I kind of figured out the tools and strategies that I teach um, today to the women in my courses and then also um, that are going to be in the book. Very cool. Yeah. And, you know, it, it just brings to mind that thing, which I love, like how you do anything is how you do everything. And you touched upon it a bit already, but I would love um, to go a little deeper in how um, how is financial freedom an inroad to freedom in other areas of our lives? Great. So, you know, if you hang out around the personal growth community or the spiritual community or go to meditation class or yoga class or whatever, 
Um, generally speaking, financial well-being does not come into the picture. You know, you might talk about right. green juice, meditation, um, the environment certainly, being present, all of that stuff. But it's like, how can we apply those things to our money life? And money is one of those things that we're not going to be getting out of this lifetime without dealing with it. There are other things that you can just choose not to participate in, but money isn't one of them. So it's the perfect medium or vehicle to play out or practice your spiritual principles or your emotional freedom principles because you have to deal with it on a daily basis. It's like right there. So it's just a really great um, place to to use your what you're learning in other areas of your life and really to integrate your financial life with your spiritual life because if you can clear that stuff up and and I'm not saying you know I don't really believe that we're ever done in life with with the the work that we're doing you know there's never going to be a moment where you're like okay ta-da I don't have to (laughs) you know do any more healing around this but that being said the better at it and you get and the more awake you become around it it will begin to seep into other areas of your life. Like my personal relationships have gotten so much better. My relationship with my boyfriend has enhanced tremendously the more and more financially conscious I've become because financial well-being is really just about valuing yourself. Just like anything worth doing is really actually about just loving yourself, it's the same thing. And the more you love yourself, the more every area of your life will get better and better. I love that. That is awesome, and um, gosh, one of the things that, that you said that really jumped out to me, it's like I've never thought of before my relationship with money, and I'm sure women and, and our conscious brothers listening on the call can um, can relate to how now in dealing with our relationship, and not our relationship, but our money issues, it could be a touch point. You know, it's like because I constantly have to go and check the bank account or when I'm pulling out dollars, what am I investing in? And so it's this opportunity, like you said, to get to get into that spiritual space, to get into that personal growth space and really check in and see what am I applying my you know, my money in terms of my values, what is really important to me and so forth. So that is brilliant. Like I will every time I pull out a dollar now, it, it'll be an opportunity and a spiritual practice, so to speak. That's yes, awesome. Exactly. Yeah, totally makes sense. Um, and so there are so many women, and these are the kind of women that I work with, who wake up to find themselves running aimlessly in that rat race. And so what what do you think are some of the things that they can do to begin to get off this hamster wheel to take back their financial freedom and, and actually live a life on purpose? Well, one of the things that I like to talk about is that clarity equals power. So a very common thing that I see, and this is certainly true in my own life, is that women will get scared about money and get emotionally triggered about it, and so they just avoid dealing with it altogether. And, you know, when you're in a rat race job and you're just kind of like, you know, running around, doing the thing, going to work, going out with your girlfriends, you know, dating, whatever, we can get very caught up in just like that's what we're supposed to be doing and not pause and actually ask ourselves, wait a second, what do I really want? So there's something that I teach about called feel good, feeling good financial planning. And you, you won't hear about this from your financial planner and your accountant, 
because when you go to those people, they'll plug you into these statistics, and it's like, oh, you have to have this much saved if you want to regard blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yeah, but they don't treat you like a human being. And right. every for each of us, freedom means something else, from something different. And feeling good means something very different for each person. And so one of the things I recommend is pausing and asking yourself, what do I truly value and what do I really want? And what the good news is, is that for a lot of people, freedom is not as expensive as you think. And hmm. when... I was living in New York City. I wasn't really doing the typical corporate rat race, but I was definitely doing the, like, <laughs> running around, um, running a business, kind of worried about it looking a certain way and worried about, you know, going to some of the right parties and hanging out with some of the right people, and this was in my early 20s. And uh, that's what got me into a bunch of debt because I was focused on what other people thought instead of how I felt. And what I did, I, I just sort of came to a moment when I felt really trapped. And it I literally felt like the walls of my apartment were closing in on me every day. And I decided that to feel free, what I wanted to do was sell my apartment, get rid of all my stuff, um, buy a Prius, and take off on a, on a road trip. And that's what I did. And I found out that that version of freedom was really, really cheap. <laughs> and, um, and it was great because I learned how abundant and beautiful my life could be living very, very, very simply. And so that can be true for a lot of people. That's not necessarily what everybody wants. I mean, freedom to some people might look like Jimmy Choo shoes. I don't know. Um, right. But But getting clear on what that is for you is super important so that you can actually become conscious about the actions you're taking. And so if you are staying in that job, um, you know, what can you start on the side that will get you closer to the way you want to feel? Or, you know, can you take an art class or start a business on the side or start selling some crafts on Etsy or do something that will move you closer to what you truly want? Yeah, absolutely. To have the experience of what the possibility, you know, to get back into the possibility and not feel stuck is a huge first step, so definitely, that's awesome. And I know that on your website you offer an amazing quiz on, you know, where someone can start to find out what their relationship with money says about them. Can you give us some of those insights on this call today? Yeah, absolutely. So there's this quiz on my website, and um, it's called the Money Love Quiz. And you yes. can, it, it's about 40 questions long, and it'll give you, you can take the quiz and you get a score, um, based on your answers, and it'll kind of give you some insight into what your relationship with money says about you and some practical action steps you can take um, that are customized based on your score. And so basically the way I created that quiz is I looked at um, the most common things that I see in people who are financially not necessarily well off, because they're but, but people who are financially free, meaning both from an emotional perspective, like money doesn't get them all tripped up and stressed out, and then also from a perspective of can they pay their bills with abundance, do they get to make choices in their life based on what they truly want, not based on how much is in their bank account, that kind of thing. Because you can be financially free making $30,000 a year. You don't, you don't have to be a millionaire. It's just about choices. So you can take that quiz and, you know, some of the things are, um, one, of, one of the questions is, do you carry a balance on your credit card despite knowing that you could actually pay it off? 
that's really wow. shockingly common. <laughs> um, we, we'll keep ourselves stuck and not take action because we have some outdated programming running our lives. So despite our ability to take positive financial actions, sometimes we just don't do them. Um, and the other ones are, uh, do you have any sources of residual income in your life? Um, do you believe that rich people are evil? Some of these things. So it's just a series of yes and no questions. It'll just take you a second to do, and then it'll give you some action steps at the end to take. Yeah, no, I highly recommend um, taking the quiz because you touched upon a few of the questions, but it's really great to take the time to sit down and look at some of the beliefs that, you know, we often numb out to, you know, and yep. we're just kind of going with the flow and finding following ourselves in habits that aren't really serving us. So yep. the enlightening that happens in the inner awareness is really great. So thank you for creating that. Sure. Yeah. So anyone familiar with your work knows you are passionate about aligning finances with value. And so what does that look like in our day-to-day lives? One of the things that's really simple that you can do is when you go to spend money, ask yourself, do I really value this thing? So as an example, I really one of my top values is community and connection. And so I have no problem spending money on things that help me feel connected and in community. So whether that's a meal out with some girlfriends, um, uh, spending money, you know, for example, I recently spent money on a trip to fly into New York for one of my friend's um, book launch parties. I will absolutely spend money on stuff like that. I don't value as much um, luxury goods. That's just me. I just... Like, I don't really care what brand my shoes are. <laughs> um, so <laughs> as long as they look, you know, they look good and they make me feel good. So to me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go spend $500 on a pair of shoes because it's not, it's just not part of my values. Um, but, but it's not a problem if that is part of your values. Or for example, like I'm really not into wine and alcohol, so I, I won't go spend $20 on a fancy cocktail. I'd much rather spend um, you know, $20 on a cab ride because I don't feel like schlepping, right? So those are, those are the choices that we make. And it's really important, first and foremost, though, to get clear on your values because money is just a stand-in for what we value. It does Money doesn't exist. Human beings made it up. And so mm. if we use it for what it's supposed to be used for, which is a stand-in so we can exchange value for value, your money channels get really cleared up and you're using money in alignment with what it's supposed to be used for and, and uh, things become more abundant and you'll find more ease around your financial life. So super easy just today when you're, every time you open your wallet, ask yourself, do I truly value what I'm purchasing here? And if the answer is no, put your wallet away and make a choice to not spend that money and instead either save it or put that money towards what truly turns you on and what truly does it for you, which will be very different for each person. Yeah, that's great. I mean, everything that you're talking about today, I, I already feel such freedom in it. You know, it takes mm-hmm. the burden off the meaning that, you know, I can put behind money. And I love how you, how you talk about it. it's in support of the things that I value. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And so I would love to hear um, what role do you think community plays in creating financial freedom and having that support of others? Oh, it's 
so, so, so important. So money and sex are the two things that everybody wants more of, but we're, we're somehow not supposed to talk about them. Right. <laughs> These two major <laughs> taboo topics, and it's like, you're not supposed to talk about it, but everybody thinks about them all the time, and everybody yeah. wants more. And so having a community of girlfriends or of supportive people where you can talk about money, now not necessarily, you know, getting out your your balance sheets and saying this is how much I made and this is how much I spend, and you don't have to get into all the nitty-gritty details, although I do have girlfriends where we do share stuff like that and we'll celebrate each other's um, launches or how much of a raise we got or whatever. And I actually think getting to that level of transparency is something to strive for. But even baby steps where, you know, maybe you could get together with a group of friends and read Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or read uh, one of my favorites, Barbara Stanley's book, Overcoming Under Earning, which was um, her work really turned my life around. She's I credit her with as one of the primary reasons I even got out of debt. Um, so doing that and having kind of like maybe a financial freedom book group would begin to allow you to have that community of support because, you know, oftentimes we'll get in situations where everybody else is spending money, so then we spend it too, and then, you know, mm-hmm. you kind of get that spending hangover where you feel like, oh, God, I actually didn't want to spend that much, but everybody else was, and, you know, it's kind of the peer pressure thing. But if you have a group of friends where you're supporting one another in financial well-being, you can actually have those conversations at a restaurant or out shopping or whatever where you're tuning into, like, okay, do I really value this? How is this going to make me feel tomorrow? And we can hold each other accountable to making those really smart money decisions. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it goes back to consciously spending and staying awake in those yeah, moments. Staying awake. I love that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, there's really yeah. nothing wrong with spending money. And I think a lot of people have guilt around spending money um, because mm-hmm. we think, like, somehow to be financially uh, free, that means never spending money. Which is just ridiculous because stuff costs right. money. And like to be, you know, if we want to receive money, we also have to be willing to spend money and give money because it's, it's part of the flow and part of the cycle. So if you're just being in deprivation mode and not allowing yourself to spend any money, that's just as much cramped up as overspending. Yeah, definitely. I I know some misers in my life, I'll yes, call them, yes. and it shuts up the flow. Like, they have the money in the bank account, but their life, it's very stagnant. So yeah. there's definitely yeah. evidence of that in life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have a beautiful six-year-old daughter, Maya, and I would love to hear what are some sweet, small nuggets I can instill in these early years as she's coming up so that she can grow up to have a lovely, healthy relationship with money? Mm. Well, I just love that question. I can't wait to teach my kids about money. Um, So so the the hugest thing, and, and this is for little girls as well as little boys, is teaching them how much they are worth. So how much their own voice counts, how much their contribution matters, how much their creativity is, you know, how valuable their creativity is and their ideas. And so really celebrating those things and letting your kids know that they are valuable and what they think counts and what they do counts is the biggest lesson that you can teach them about money. And making sure that when they talk, you don't interrupt them, you know, and making sure that when you when they talk, 
you're not texting at the same time, that you're really listening, even if their stories are, you know, about some weird video game that you don't even know what they're talking about. <laughs> right. Um, you know, and, and and even if it's hard to follow, just really being there with them um, and being present shows them and teaches them how valuable they are, and that will instill the foundation of being good with money because when we value ourselves, we're able to not only um, receive more value in the world, but also give more value, which then turns into making more money and being better with the money that we make. And then also, um, watching our words around money, around kids is super important. So one of the simplest tweaks you can make is instead of saying, we can't afford that, you can instead say, we're choosing not to buy that today. Um, and that's a much yeah. more empowered thing to say. And then your kids can get to be part of that choice. So you could say, you know, maybe they want this toy at the store and maybe they also want ice cream or something. You could say, okay, great. So we have this much money and right now today, you know, to spend. So which one of these do you value more? Which one of these would be more fun for you to have and which one do you choose? So you can actually include them in the beginning to make choices around their values and how they feel. Very cool. I have to say, like, I'm so excited for the children that are going to come through you because these principles, <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm living. You get it. Like, you know, just the remembering to, be, to help them to know their value. It's huge. And like you say, being fully present, putting down the iPhone and looking them in the eye, like, awesome. Like, you get it. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for, for sharing those insights. And I love that. We're choosing not to buy that today. I'm going to bite that down and take it with me to every Target trip. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, my God. I know it's so distracting in there. I Now, I will tell you, with full disclosure, I walk into Target, you know, meaning to buy dish towels, and I walk out spending $300 because I got stuck in the scrapbooking aisle or something. So, you know, it's it's a journey. It is a journey. <laughs> Thanks for sharing, because now I know I'm not alone. I'm not the only one yeah. who goes in for totally. silk and comes out with shoes. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so I would love to hear, what are you excited about these days? Mm. Well, I'm really excited about my book coming out. I'm totally, yeah. I'm scared, but I'm excited. Um, so that comes out September 3rd. I'm also excited about um, my boyfriend and I are moving into a new place in May, and it has a hot tub, and I'm so excited about that, and I'm going to start an herb garden there, and I'm really excited about growing herbs and vegetables for the first time since I was a little girl, so, um, and I'm also excited we just signed up. This is a great way um, to save money while spending money on what you value, I really value the environment and local organic farming. So we just signed up for a CSA share, a community-supported agriculture share. And so for $500 for the whole season, for basically six months, we're going to get a box of fresh fruits and vegetables every single week from our local organic farmer. And um, nice. it's a great way to save money at Whole Foods, and it's a great way yes. to support the community and eat healthy. So kind of like it does all those things at once. So I'm excited about that. Very cool. I love that. I'll have to look into that in my area. Yeah, just Google CSA and wherever you live. It's a great way to um, really enrich your environment and your community. Nice. 
So I am sure the amazing women and our conscious brothers listening to this show are already wanting to know more about how to stay connected with you. What's the best way to do that? The best way to stay connected with me is by going to my website, katenorthrup.com, and you can sign up right at the top. It'll say, um, what does your relationship with money say about you, or says something like that. <laughs> you pop your name and email in there, and you'll get the money love quiz for free. And then you'll also get updates and interviews from my show, Glimpse TV, where I interview thought leaders and uh, bright, bright voices in today's world similar to you. And um, that's a great way. And then I'm also on Facebook a lot, and you can find me. My uh, Facebook page is just Kate Northrup fan page, and I hang out there frequently. Very cool. Yeah, I highly recommend getting on um, Kate's mailing list. I'm doing the quiz for sure as well. And I just, I just have to commend you. I love when your um, your writings and musings come into my inbox because we just speak so beautifully and honestly and talk about the things that sometimes I'm like, I think I'm the only one thinking these things. So it's such a delight. I invite everybody to jump on board. So very cool. Yeah. And I just want to thank you so much for our time together, Kate. Um, thanks so much for sharing your love and your truth and your excitement with us today. So, oh, you're so it's been welcome. a real delight. Yeah, thank you. You are delightful as well. Thanks so much for inviting me on the show. Yeah, my pleasure. And thanks to everybody for for tuning in to Holistic Fashionista Radio. And I'm Nina Grace Drake. And you can find out more about me and my work at www.catch-a-fire.com. And to learn more about Holistic Fashionista, please visit holisticfashionista.com. Until next time, namaste.